This is Pop and Crap, episode 140. Episode 140. My name is Paul French, and you know, what with all the lockdowns happening again, late night shows going dark, and you know, all of the stuff, I think we forgot that the name of this year is 2022. <laughs> I'm Scott, and I hate a pun, especially one that seems to tie into the end of the world. Well, you know, that happens. I'm not having a stupid year. This one already sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even a week into it yet. <laughs> uh, it's almost as if, like, the whole New Year's Eve thing is just an arbitrary date we slapped on a calendar and it you has think, no right? real meaning or bearing on the quality of life which we're experiencing and that it doesn't just magically change overnight. I think we have to do something, and that's distressing. Yeah, you know that there's like, a, yeah, I think there's little uh, little goblins that make it all change. Yeah, that's it. That's well, it. Well, how's your week been, sir? Well, I mean, what you been watching? Oh, I never get to ask you what you been watching. All kinds of stuff. I have been um, catching up on uh, on on Blackish because the I still had a bunch of last season on on the PVR and the final season started last night. So I, uh, have been sort of catching myself up to that. Um, nice. and, uh, the new, um, the new wonder years. Um, I hadn't got a, I hadn't had a chance to watch any of it and they did a little mini marathon, but of course they only chose a few episodes and they were out of order. Like what the fuck? Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, it sucks when somebody's asleep. It's just like really, um, like I know you're going for sort of a best of to uh, to get people into it. I get that, um, but but couldn't you even do the best of in sequential order? Yeah, I mean you don't have to do three, four, five. You know if you're gonna do three, five, seven, at least put them in that order. Yeah. So absolutely. So off to uh, on demand. I went and really. Uh, um, you know, just so I could get uh, I could get caught up on that as as, as it reconvenes. Excellent. And, and how are you feeling with it? Love it, love it. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we're about four or five episodes in, and uh, I'm digging it. Yeah, I it's like, uh, uh, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I mean, the air is great. The different the different family, the different spin. I mean, the the model of you know nostalgic reflection on childhood that's universal. So, you know, uh, it's it's cool to see it explored in a different era, a different family. Yeah, they 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 played a little winkier than the than the original did, but but I'm okay with that because I think that um you know, that that, ju- that just sort of uh, keeps up with the times. <laughs> they played a little witch? They 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 play it a little bit winkier. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. It's not as earnest um as yeah. uh as the original was, but but that's well, yeah. Okay. They use the narration for punchlines in a way that I don't think they really did with the original series. Exactly, exactly. It yeah. was always just narration from the the uh, Daniel Stern 
Daniel Stern? Daniel Stern. It was Daniel Stern, yeah. Yes, indeed. And on this one, it's Don Cheadle. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really solid. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the main stuff that I've been watching, and then just you know, assorted little bits and pieces as they uh, as they come up again. Um, but but yeah, I've been just again keeping up with clearing off the uh, the PVR because <laughs> otherwise that way lies madness, and um, yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to dig my way through ours, and I would say it is not going well. No, no. Um, What's happening? I'm I'm adding more than I'm taking off. We're at 85. percent I'm afraid to go back and look at what's fallen off the back end. Oh yeah. I'm getting auto erased because I'm not paying attention to it. I'm pretty sure I have to let it happen because it's the only way <laughs> that it's going to get erased anyway. There's some stuff I I can't bring myself to erase. <laughs> You know, final episodes of some shows, they just sit there forever because, well, I can't actually erase it because when I do, I have to admit that the show is over. That kind of, you know, sentimental garbage. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not healthy. Uh, we, uh, on the sad news of Ms. Betty White, mm-hmm. we uh, we went down a little Betty White rabbit hole. Um, and so we've been... Uh, um, she would have had a field day with that phrase, of... by the way. <laughs> We did a lot of, uh, um, you know, YouTube stuff, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, and old appearances. We did the documentary on uh, Netflix, I mentioned, The First Lady of Television. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about that last episode. Yeah. You know, when we jinxed everything and exactly. brought about the, the ruin. <laughs> we basically killed Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Not good. Uh, I, yeah, I, somebody asked me about it, and uh, one of the guys listens to the show. And I said, "Yeah, that you and I were pretty much guilt drinking on New Year's Eve." <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the other one we did was we went back and we watched the proposal with uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and oh, with nice. Betty White. That's yeah. right. Yes, that was excellent. Excellent. Uh, she's such a sweetheart. Uh, I don't know if you saw the YouTube clips that went up, but uh, Jimmy Fallon posted all of the times that she was on and they played games together. Oh, I got to check that out. Nice. Yeah, they did uh, um, Password twice, and there was a beer pong that he did with her. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, I watched watched the SNL that... um... Um, that, that they reran the other night. Oh, and, wasn't that um, great? Oh, yeah. Like, Ellen and I were staying up late uh, to play some games. And uh, and so we had it on next to us as as we played. And I realized, you know, how many of the jokes were sailing right over her head. And uh, <laughs> and, and and I was glad for it, too. Because, Thankfully. <laughs> because we had that whole... Because everything was, you know, uh, double entendre. Um, but we yeah. had that whole... Um, what's it npr sketch up front yes where it's talking yeah. about her muffin and how it might be dry and i'm just like oh my god kill me now just like i do not want to have muffin there hasn't been a cherry in my muffin since 1939 <laughs> yeah it's like oh great and i'm watching this with my 12 year old daughter who's like not getting any of it and uh and and i'm just waiting for her to say i don't get it what are they talking about 
<laughs> well, keep eyes on the game that we're playing here, kids. Ignore <laughs> exactly. The, That's exactly it. Ignore the nice lady saying the bad things on the TV. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I would like to uh, draw everyone's attention to the fact that uh, this show does not exactly come out on uh, the most timely basis to as your primary news source for things entertainment. And that's why it's worth joining uh, either our Facebook group and or possibly both uh, our, our Twitter yeah. account. Uh, if, if you follow us on Twitter or you join the Facebook group, uh, that was where we were shouting as loud as we could that, uh, that there was going to be a rerun of Betty White's Saturday Night Live episode because uh, it came together so quickly that there was no way to update the guides. So if you actually were looking it up on your PVR that night and saying, oh, what's Saturday Night Live? Oh, it's a rerun. Oh, it's Kieran Culkin's episode. I've already seen that. I don't need to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I barely it. needed to see it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, it was one that uh, this is a prime example of a great reason to be following us on either platform because we uh, we do try to uh, trumpet and uh, and rebroadcast the information like that out to people to, so that they know in time to participate. There you go. So there you go. That's a plug for us. Look at that. Look at that. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So um so while we were killing um Betty White the other the other day. Oh, um, you say that I die a little <laughs> please somebody isolate that. Um, <laughs> um uh we were, you know, going through some of our um best of last year and i figure given how long it took us the other day um perhaps best if we if we kind of get to it uh um fairly quickly yeah i think our best of should not be experienced in real time yeah <laughs> it should exactly, not be, exactly. It, that's fair it that's takes fair. 2022 to uh sum up what we enjoyed about 2021 <laughs> uh, yeah. that don't seem right yeah, so exactly. last week we did uh we did tv yeah and we did we did books we did because yeah, you know we know how to read Damn it. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so uh, today we're going to talk about, you know, music and movies and online stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's the, that's the thinking. So join us, won't you? Indeed. Too late, you already have. Uh, would you like to uh, start about, us off? No, you lead us off. We'll start. Why don't, oh, we, hit, why don't okay. we hit up movies? Movies is fun. Everybody loves a good movie. Uh, and I've got the wrong thing up on my notes app because I was going to dazzle you with some movies I'd watched so far, but that doesn't need to happen because we will save that. We will talk instead about. Oh no! Well, um, no. If you've got, if you still got what what I'm watching, I mean. Oh no no no! These will these will keep. I've just I've started watching. Um, I, I'm working my way through movies, and on the heels of. Hey, you know, I should really keep track of these things, which I think I said previously. Uh, I've started to this year. Oh, fantastic! So I actually have a list of every movie I'm watching. I love that. That is fantastic. And at this point, uh, I'm up to eleven films. So it's uh, it's been a productive new year thus far. But nice. That's what happens when you get sad about what's going on in the world and you just hide in your own PBR. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll save those for another day. Uh, movies. I actually, it was very interesting to me how few movies I saw this year. And um, I really, I got to blame the pandemic. I, I mean, to see actual movies that came out this year, that's not something I did a lot of. And I was trying to keep it to movies that were released this year and movies that uh, I have seen. 
because I, I don't like speaking about something that I haven't. But oh, no, in this absolutely. case, it turns out I may have to a couple of times. Um, so uh, the first one that I'm going to start with was a big, funny night at the movies that really needed to happen on the heels of the world around us. And uh, that was a Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Nice. Uh, that was the uh, the Truman Show meets video game uh, yeah. offering from when, when it was midsummer. But it, uh, yeah, it was it was funny times. I dug it. Brian Reynolds, he's charming and funny and everything that he does. Oh. Frustratingly. Oh, sorry. Hang and, on. Hang uh, on. A little Graham hmm? moment here. A little Graham moment. You said charming, so I need to be <laughs> prepared. Well, I mean, I. I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's Ryan Reynolds' preferred pronoun, isn't it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we had uh, um, a fun movie. Uh, good for laughs. Had some great surprises in it near the end. Some nice. goofy cameos and stuff. Have you seen it yet? Or I, I haven't. I it's on my list. I definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. It's uh, it's funny. It was one that we had. I had listed at one point as something I was looking forward to. Um, I remember, and uh, I did was not disappointed. I was quite pleased with how it turned out. I thought it delivered. It's a good comedy. Worked for me. So that's the that was my my first uh, first one of the year. And um, I don't know when and where and how it's coming out to some kind of streaming platform. But what it does, I, I recommend it, already, it. I thought it already was. Is it already? I think it's been on. on I think it's been on Netflix for like forever. Oh, there you go. See, look at that. This is a finger pulse. No, no, it's it's been uh, it's been on because I know I added it to my list. It was like, oh yeah, I remember Scott mentioned this one, so I uh, I got to check it out. (laughs) So yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. I again recommend it. I dig it. Very nice. Very nice. All right, I will. I will lead off with a, a, a family favorite around here. Um, as I have mentioned in the past, the kids, they love the, uh, the, the filmic uh, stylings of, uh, of one Mr. Dwayne Johnson, and, and they sometimes insist on calling him that, which is ridiculous to me, um, because much like I will never call um, that place that the Jays play, the Rogers Center, um, a, a, you know, I will never call, uh, that guy, that the, the rock, his <laughs> other name. Um, so yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we had been, you know, uh, my kids love his Jumanji, Jumanji movies and they have been watched many, many times. <laughs> and in fact, there's a scene in the second one where they, they jump out of the plane and uh, Jack Black does this um, whole kind of somersault thing as he falls. And uh, and Sarah will sit there and she will rewind it constantly and just watch it <laughs> over and over and over again. So needless to say, he's a big deal around these parts. Uh, so we were all looking forward uh, to uh, his outing that had been delayed. Um, and that is... Um, Jungle Cruise, based on a Disney ride, of course, and um, goes in a whole lot of directions I certainly didn't expect, but uh, but we enjoyed. And um, so when when it came out, uh, it was the first time that I actually paid for the um, 
whatever the Disney Plus advance thing is, you know, where you could do like day and date, you could, uh, you know, pay like your 20 bucks or whatever and um, and have it on. Um, uh, and, uh, and so we actually did that and we, we put it on, uh, for Ella's birthday party and, uh, and then realized, oh, Hey, we've got this until it's like, you know, regular stuff. So we've, we've watched that a whole bunch of times as well. Ah, and, yes. I remember this story. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, uh, uh it, it saw some serious use. Exactly. And, you know, my first thing was like, if we've only got this for 48 hours, everybody has to watch it twice. And, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we got to get our money's worth. <laughs> and yeah, it, turns out, it turns out when you buy that, you've got it until it's part of the regular. Um, uh, oh, is that how it works? Yeah, which really surprised oh. me. They did not. So you were expecting the whole re- return was going to disappear like a automatically exactly automatically returning itself blockbuster cartridge exactly that and uh and and when it wasn't i was yeah pleasantly surprised and uh and that makes me more likely to perhaps do that again sometime which begs the question that's good to know why don't they sell it on that because yeah. uh, you know I, I i don't know it just seems uh it seems that you're you're uh not highlighting a key benefit of the uh of the idea yeah, I think they're selling themselves short by not uh, letting yeah. people know that. Yeah, so we because I had assumed the same thing that it was a lot of money to spend for something that you were going to lose. And if it wasn't for the fact thereafter. that it was for her birthday party, I probably it never uh, happened. I probably wouldn't have. But it was like, ah, you know, if I were taking everyone to a theater, it would have cost me uh, a couple of hundred dollars. So this is great. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's uh, excellent. Yeah. So uh so yeah, the um the the jungle cruise uh you know which to me has always been kind of a eh ride. Um you know, it's never been that particularly exciting although I expect that's going to change. Um but uh but yeah, it's uh it's it's a fun movie. Emily Blunt is awesome in it. And um and hey, The Rock is The Rock. And then you got like Jesse Plemons and Paul Giamatti too. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. That's excellent. That's really cool. We have not watched it yet. It's on our list. We flagged it as something that might be fun to do with uh, family through the Christmas break. And uh, we just didn't get there. It's a busy time. It's a busy time. You you, you always get your, uh, your, your, your plans are, uh, are are many and the time is few <laughs> oh absolutely and that's the real struggle right it's trying to do anything through the break is that's been the real eye-opening part of the parenthood oh yeah <laughs> fiasco <laughs> if i'm allowed to call it that then probably not but yeah, it's okay no, that's, Sarah doesn't listen to the no, show that, that's true that, you got it you <laughs> we're we're in, we're in a we're in a safe uh safe group here absolutely yeah um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just trying to find the time to do, you know, anything. And when you do get that window, you do three things at the same time. So you're, you're watching, uh, uh, you're watching, uh, uh, TV and you're trying to pay some bills and you're playing a video game and you're trying to text with three people that haven't heard from you in a week and think you're dead. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's bizarre. So uh, it's, it's on the list. I just haven't got there yet. And I know that I think that is my new catchphrase of 2021. Oh, uh, we can retire charming and go with it's on the list. I just haven't got there yet. Yeah. Well, uh, for both of us. So fair. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, um, my next one 
is um, I mentioned this just a few weeks ago, and I'm just going to say it again because I thought it was a great way to end the year. And it is a movie that came out this year, and that is Eight Bit Christmas. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris doing um, a Christmas story type movie that's an updated version of a Christmas story in a way where it's a father telling a daughter a story about uh, his attempts to try and get his hands on a Nintendo Entertainment System back in the 80s when he was a kid. Oh, wow. It's uh, it's funny. It's cute. We did talk about this the other day. <laughs> uh, it's on it's on the crave. <laughs> if you want to watch it with the girls. What's it called um, again? 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so it's... Um, uh, it was... Uh, it's really well done. Like the kids uh, that they have playing the younger versions, they can all act. Nobody's, you know, precocious or obnoxious or bad at what they do. Uh, it's a funny story. It's got some good heart. Um, the message at the end is is a good one. Um, it's really delivered for uh, several families that I've recommended it to. Um, and it's all about, you know, the ultimate message is that um, the the time you have with the people you have it with is more valuable than any gift you can get under the tree. Absolutely. Which is a very nice message to have uh, delivered at that time of year. And mm. so it was nice to have that sweet moment. Uh, made me it's some chuckles along the way. Um, it's a perfectly safe movie to watch with your kids. Nice. And uh, it, it just checked a lot of boxes right at the holiday season. We really wanted it to. We watched it with uh, my uh, my sister and my parents, and uh, um, everybody really enjoyed it. Was saying so afterwards, and recommended it to my brother, and he said it was awesome and it was great with his family. And so, I'm giving it a uh, year end thumbs up. Make sure that uh, it doesn't just fade away as a brief flash in the pan Christmas movie. I think it's a it's a modern classic for for Christmas. Awesome! Um, Christmas I love. Time. That. I would watch that again next year if it comes out. I'm currently on a quest to try to find somebody who's got a digital copy of it somewhere, but haven't found that yet, you know, because I'm sure that's very legal now. Yes. <laughs> there so are no rules anymore. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, see, I, I, and I love that, 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 that it was a thing that you recommended to a bunch of people. We had a uh, similar experience, and it's, it's a movie that didn't come out this year. In fact, it's 10 years old. Um, but Sarah says to us uh, one morning, she's like, you guys should watch Arthur Christmas with me. <laughs> and we're like, what's, what's this Arthur Christmas? It's like, we're not, it's, it's not that, uh, it's not that uh, you know, bear or whatever. Hard work guy. Yeah, like, it's not that, is it? And she goes, no, he's a person. And it turns out it was a, uh, a an Ardman movie, so it's uh, you know you got like Hugh Laurie uh, doing voice a voice in it, uh, James McAvoy. Um, just what a mer- is this movie? Oh, it's fantastic! It's a it's a um, and so it's all about um, you know Santa's sons and um, oh. and sort of the generational lineage and the legacy of being Santa. And so Sarah recommends this to us and we watched it and they have this whole bit up front where it's like the sort of military operation that is the elves delivering gifts and how all that works. And it was like, this is fan 
fantastic. So I immediately <laughs> like great. we we mentioned it to my in laws and they're like, oh, we'll check it out, and they loved it. And I mentioned it to my mom and sister, and they watched it, and uh, and it was just one of those things where a couple of days later we were all talking about it, and uh, and uh, and I just looked at the kid and it was like, well done, kid. <laughs> <laughs> great, she can take over the show. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the. Uh... What was it on a, a streamer? Or, yeah, it's on, uh... it was on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, and it's Arthur's. It's called Arthur Christmas. Ah. And um, and yeah, like I say, James McAvoy, Hugh Laurie, um, and and it's like the the same people who did uh, Wallace and Gromit, and then did oh, yeah. uh, Flushed Away, and this was their next uh, animated feature. Huh. And um, I think I missed this completely. And it's, it's, it, well, it was like it came out ten years ago. Yeah, no idea. And uh, <laughs> and so you know, I I was like you know this year years old uh, when I uh, <laughs> when, when I first heard of the damn thing, and uh, and yeah, it was it was a blast. We had so much fun with it, and um, and so uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but that and and that's what this makes me think of is is there there are these ones that you know you just buzz about right away and and you know you mention yeah. it to family and then they well, check uh, it out and they love it and it's like oh this is great. I, I think that uh, every year everybody tries to throw another couple of Christmas trees out there, Christmas trees, Christmas movies out there, and hope that something sticks. And yep. I think we get a little jaded about seeing new content and you, you know just blends into the wallpaper and just scroll through Netflix. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when, when one does squeak through, you do need to give it that nudge and, and make sure that other people know about it because um, it's all easy to ignore in a, in a sea of Hallmark movies. Of, well, I was, I was uh, just going to say, like we, are, we live in a, uh, in a time where there are more, there, there are more Christmas movies created in the last five years than there ever were before. Yeah. And, I um, it. You know they're not messing around, yeah. and uh, and so there are yeah there there are literally and and I I expect my math is correct on that um, that that there you know in the last five years it has just accelerated and uh, yeah. and I think there are more of them now um, than there ever were before you know it's just the field has widened well, that much you know the the hallmark machine alone oh, turning out that's well that's the, the probably the main culprit. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, that's uh, my next one. It's uh, Eight Bit Christmas. If uh, if yeah hasn't seen it, I recommend chasing her down. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Currently available on the Crave here in Canada. All right. I know it's not the Crave, but yeah, uh, yes, I still it call is. it the Facebook. So yes, yes, it is. <laughs> All right. I think that's fair. All right. Absolutely. What you got for me? Uh, my next one is uh, a little something something came from uh, James Gunn as uh, he took on the Suicide Squad and um, loved it. Just a blast. You know, no, just uh, really. Oh, yeah. See, I, I haven't done it yet. And uh, I thought I'd kind of heard mixed reviews, but you're, you're, you're pretty good. People uh, are dumb. That's because people are dumb. Yeah. Uh, I, I, hey, I don't put that much credit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm just, just to be clear. I'm just like you know. Basically, it's like you got a, a bunch of expendable heroes, and uh, and you know, it's like you know, you can kind of look and say, eh, that one's probably not going to make it to the end of the movie, and um, <laughs> and you know, that's that's a real thing. And you got, but but you know, you start off, you got Michael Rooker, 
you got uh, mm-hmm. Joel Kinnaman as uh, coming back as as Rick Flag. Uh, you got Nathan mm-hmm. Fillion as TDK, and I, I won't I won't get much further into him. Um, yeah, so you got a bunch of uh, you know, and and, uh, and and you got Pete Davidson as a as Blackguard. I mean, how long can that last, right? Yeah, that was reading that credit was the one that made me laugh and think, okay, <laughs> we got to check this out. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and, uh, and you got King Shark, you got um, Peacemaker, and uh, Peacemaker and Bloodsport alone, uh, John Cena and Idris Elba, uh, is is worth the, uh, the 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 price of admission. And then you get Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn popping in too. So yeah. Um, now, did you see the Peacemaker series coming up? I know we're not talking about things we're looking forward to next year yet, but have you seen? Any of the trailers for the Peacemaker series? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that looks fantastic. Absolutely. And um, and this is all set up for that. I think it's, you know, it, it's very much in the, it's it's what you expect out of uh, out of James Gunn. It, 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 yeah. You know, it is exactly what you expect out of him. Uh, plus there's, there's nothing whole, wrong with that. Right. And um, so, yeah. So uh, the Suicide Squad. Uh, that yeah, is very I, cool. I, I, I know think, that it is think, out and streaming now. I just gotta get my hands on it. That's right. I, I think people were like, "Oh, but it's nothing like the David Ayers movie." You mean the movie that you hated? Then, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's. It, you're right. It's nothing like that. It's. It's you know. It's good. Yeah, I didn't mind they tried to do with the first one. I I got what they were trying to do and. Yeah. You know, I, I liked the parts that I liked, but overall, I could see why some people were frustrated with it. Well, there was still very much a um, a studio mandate to uh, to go along with the whole uh, Zack Snyder vision of nothing is ever fun. <laughs> it is all deathly serious, and uh, and God forbid that there would be anything someone could enjoy in this because there yeah. it's all Sturm and Drang, and uh, and this is like no screw that, <laughs> not yeah. at all. Absolutely, no. I uh, I would like to uh, check it out. Just haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> Everybody what? drinks. Yay. That's got one on the list. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I thought it looked enjoyable. I certainly love gun stuff, so yeah, it seemed like a no-brainer to check it out and have some fun with. And thought that he'd be able to inject a little humor into it. And oh yeah, it's it's really funny up. and tons of action. So that's no, excellent. Well, it's uh, it's there. <laughs> Looking forward to it. On the list. Um, my uh, my next one is oh boy, um, well this one I just recently saw after uh, my friend and colleague Paul French recommended it uh, to me wholeheartedly a while ago. Yes, I went. Uh, I finally saw Being the Ricardos. Ah oh, yes, and uh, it's uh, like you said, it's an Aaron Sorkin drama, and uh, it. Feels and plays like an Aaron Sorkin drama. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, there is something about the, the rhythm of his stuff that I really enjoy. Absolutely. Um, the, the casting was fantastic. 
I didn't know the woman playing Vivian Vance. I thought she was great. Oh, she was but, incredible, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, J.K. Simmons uh, playing uh, what Frowley? Frowley? Yeah, William Frowley, Frowley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. That yeah. was that was the one that sold me in the commercials. Was when I saw him cast as that, I was like, oh. I mean, oh yeah, he he, um, he nails it, and then it's just the whole idea of you know, yeah, he ba- he's basically playing a, you know, kind of a a a, a, a usually drunk asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, got it, got it. I'm in. Put me in, coach. This is happening. Um, and I was uh, very impressed, as you said, you were with uh, Nicole Kidman's performance. I was blown um, away by it. When and I watching first, her yeah. go in and out. Of the Lucy the character and Lucille Ball oh, yeah. um, was really cool. I realized as I started watching this thing that I know, I know I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. I don't know Lucy. Yeah. And so to to see, um, just to see the way that uh, she was and and if this is how she was was very interesting. I, I always think it's. Really cool when you get to see uh, a portrayal, a representation, or anything that sheds light on who the uh, the genius is behind the arts. Yeah. And when it comes to some of these, um, especially with, with comedy, because everybody just assumes that they're wacky fun. Uh, they're usually not. <laughs> and they usually work very hard at making things look very effortless and and, and that's Always exactly fun. it. And and I and one of the things I, I love that they highlighted was the fact that like, you know, when, when she's doing the table read, she's she's way in her she's totally in her head the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, and and uh and and this kind of borrows from the um the TMC uh or no the TCM. Yeah. The TCM uh, podcast that, uh, that that was done on her. More on that later, folks. Um, and uh, you, you know where um, where one of the things they always said was, you know, if you had somebody uh, in there watching the uh, the table read, and it's like, okay, so we're gonna fire someone. It would be the redhead. Um, you know, because she was always so in her head at the table reads. It wasn't until mm. show night where she had kind of, you know, crystallized all the physical business and how that goes along with the dialogue and, and you know, how, how that all makes sense with the overall performance. And, yeah. and I loved watching. You could see the way that, that, that Kidman was kind of processing all that stuff in there. Yes. And, um, and I mean... Uh, you know, I, I, I and uh, yeah, I I was if you know I thought Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz, a gimme like you know free space on a bingo card. How are you going to cast someone better for that role? No, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, you know, and uh, and and I was and then it was like oh, and Nicole Kidman as as Lucy is like really, what? Well, like, it just felt like oh, they found a famous record. That, that like, yeah, no, yeah, that's really? exactly And then it. she just killed it. It was incredible. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And just uh the, the voice and a lot of the mannerisms, you know, I've I've I, I, I've listened to a lot of uh interviews with her in the past and and more recently. Um um, uh, you know, that that watching that uh that movie sent me down a rabbit hole, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and, yeah. I, and I'll get to that a bit more later, but um just 
incredible uh, uh, performances across the board. Um, I also there, there was there's a neat little touch. Um, uh, Madeline Pugh, the writer, who was played by maybe from. Um, Oh yeah, right. And the older From, version uh, of her. Arrested Development. That's right. And the older uh, version uh, of her was Linda. Linda Lavin. Mm-hmm. Linda Lavin. So, so Madeline Pugh and uh, and I can't remember the part her partner's name, um, but he was the other guy, the other writer. Um, yeah. They they worked together for years and uh, did a whole bunch of shows together and um, um, even worked on Lucy's last show, which didn't go great. Um, but, uh, but, you know, so, so they, they worked a very long time. Um, um, and at one point they actually won an Emmy as executive producers and writers on Alice. <laughs> so it was a, a, just like, like a neat little touch that they had Linda That's... Lavin play her. That's very cool. <laughs> it's just like like that that you know it's like, it's that kind of little uh, you know sort of Easter egg shit uh, that that I ab- absolutely love and um, but yeah you're right it, it's like I mean it's very stagey right like like they they kind of took a few things that went on and kind of collapsed them all into one week um, mm-hmm. and um, yeah and, they, they you know you you take a bunch of, of facts and historical events and then you bang them all in together and make a little fairy tale version out of it. Absolutely. But, but all of the, the main points were true. Um, yep. um, like it, my favorite being the, and, and I won't get into detail because people, you need to see this. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the telegram um, uh, 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 that uh, they get at the end, um, mm-hmm. the, the quote was accurate. <laughs> that is what the guy said and uh... (laughs) well and it was interesting to understand um the the dynamic how much they supported each other in um in in the the execution of the show in in the the running of the business yeah absolutely Um, i i knew that it was their company and it had you know both their names on it, but um, the respect that they had for one another and how much they had each other's backs and as they walked in and out of rooms together, they oh, yeah. they blew in and out of meetings through this whole thing like Bonnie and Clyde. And one of them was smiling at you and the other one was shooting you. Absolutely. <laughs> and 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 again, like you know, she spent uh, she spent a good chunk of time where she was a a, a, a studio executive. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pe- people just think, like you say, people think of I Love Lucy and that's and, and they know she did other shows, but she was always Lucy. Right. And uh, yeah. but, but there were there were a number of years where she and this was, you know, after she and Desi broke up and it was um, and it was after they had sold um, Desi Lou. Um, but she was actually uh, a, 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 a TV executive for a number of years and uh and you know and it and, and like even when you look at desi lu it's like there's shows like i, I don't know star trek <laughs> just little things mission little, impossible little side projects. uh manix like basically a whole bunch of the things that we always talk about um uh you know if, if we were doing our action shows of the 60s uh <laughs> you know <laughs> they would be on there and um and so, yeah like you, you know i mean she, you know, Desi 
rightfully got a lot of credit for a lot of the things that he did um, eventually. Yeah. Right. And uh, and and I, I don't know that she necessarily uh, got the kind of credit that she deserved in, in a lot of these things, because uh, there was some uh, some pretty amazing things that she did. And there's there's stuff like the the uh, the Star Trek thing is a big one. Right. I mean, sure. <laughs> you know, they wanted My to God. shut it down and they were like and she and and uh, and, you know, they and uh, and Desi Lu was like, nope, nope. Nope, we gotta we gotta make this happen. And this is when she was the sole owner of um, of, uh, of 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 Desi Lu. Like she yeah. had, she had bought Desi out and uh, in the sixties, and um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I just really, you know, it was a lot in there. Uh, I'd like to watch it again, like yeah. all sorts of stuff. You do it once, and you're like, okay, now I need to see it again. Now that I understand the story structure, yeah, um, I want to, I, I want to watch it again. Now that I also went back and uh, and listened to the uh, the podcast series, um, I'm doing that first before I go back and watch it again because now I want it. one to inform the other and exactly. Back and, forth. and it's and, yeah. and 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 you know, and just again, it's it's the it's the the play of it. You know, I mean, we often yeah. you know we often we're, we're so used to uh, uh, Aaron Sorkin, the TV writer, that we forget that really a lot of it it, it all kind of works around uh, him as a play right and um and he, you know he usually had a guy like Tommy Schlamy to say all right i'll figure out how to make this look you know you know less stagey on uh <laughs> on tv <laughs> and um and now that he's now that he's uh, directing his own stuff you, you see like even you know, with this especially because I mean, it takes place on a soundstage, so it is on a stage. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, that's uh, that makes it that much easier. Um, but uh, yeah. but but like even with uh, what was it, the Chicago Seven movie last year? Um, okay, it still played out very much like a play. Um, it's just that he had multiple sets for that. <laughs> but even then, most of it was in the courtroom, right? So. Um, you know, you know, when you get down to it, most of his stuff is very much a stage, but Hey, so was early television. Yeah. Right. It was, it was the format. It totally did. And, uh, and so, uh, so that, that, that kind of makes it interesting, but I love when they get into a bit of, uh, her history. I know some people were iffy on the timeline switching, but I thought it was all pretty clear. Um, yeah. You know, they yeah. kind of set you up for, for it all um, as, as they went. Well, and I liked the stuff that they explored about how they they worked and how their, their craft was uh, developed. Mm, yeah. And that, um, you know, the, the idea that, that, like you said, she'd have it by Friday, but she was working it out and trying to figure out how to pull it off. Exactly. And there, she yeah. has a comment about how Desi's getting laughs at the table read because he's such a natural that it just, he shows up and it just happens. Exactly. And she has to work it out and make it come together for Friday. And yeah, I thought it was interesting to see them say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah. And again, and again, it's like, they always said, it's like, you know, if, if you were coming in to, to watch that table read, you'd be like, get rid of the redhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, Absolutely. Very nice. 
And that one was on my list too. So that. Uh... I thought I might be stealing that from you, and I apologize. But oh, it's, this it's, is what it, happens it, when you go recommending things to me. Yeah, I get it's very not, excited it, about them. It, it's not a steal when we uh, when we both talk about it. So all <laughs> good, all, all right. good. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, you know, like you said, like when once you realize, oh, oh, it's a this is a a Sorkin. It's like it, it does raise the expectation, and I thought he, uh, I thought he really lived up to that. So, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Yeah, I thought it was very good. All right, so it is your next one then. No, that was mine. I well, I know, and it was also mine. So, oh, <laughs> uh, well, I I want to give you a chance to name some stuff you've seen because from here on out. I'm about to start uh, naming things that uh, I haven't actually seen yet that I think need to be mentioned before. Uh, oh, okay. Um, all right. All right. Well, my my list is only stuff that I've that I've watched. So uh, so we'll be we'll be at well, least. I started out trying to do that. But... Oh, well, hey, hey! Of all years, <laughs> didn't take long to clear that list. <laughs> it's oh, same, same. I mean, my my list is fairly exhaustive. Uh, you know, there's two or three that uh, that didn't make. There's two or three that didn't make my list, and that really says a lot for this year. Um, yeah, it, it, that is not a uh, um, a a glowing recommendation. Um, but no, my next one is uh, is Encanto. Encanto, Encanto. Oh um, yes. And um, you know, and when oh, believe me, when we found out it was a love letter to Colombia, Ella and I had a field day with that because she's like, she's like, oh, Colombia, most known for the, uh, and I said the murders. And she, yes, the murders. It's uh, <laughs> Gloria from uh, uh, Modern Family in the first episode, mm-hmm. and um, because we're still doing watching a lot of that. Um, but absolutely, uh, as but, one does. This one is it it's a blast. It's a it's a family that has special powers. Um all mm-hmm. all all except for uh for one uh Mirabelle who uh who whose powers didn't come to her. And she is voiced um by Stephanie Beatrice who we know as um as uh, Rosa. I think I mentioned this last Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. You Rosa did from, indeed. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a few too know. many grand moments last week. <laughs> What's that? A few too many grand moments last week. Well, that's that's true. That's fair. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So anyway, um, and yeah. So uh, delightful movie. Uh, we watched this one. Uh, we watched this one just last week, uh, actually, and uh, and loved it. And uh, and it makes that list because this one we'll watch again. And uh, the music's great. It's all Emmanuel Miranda stuff. And um, and the the animation is fantastic, and uh, just the the whole design of it is, uh, you know, I, I I've said before, you know, I absolutely loved Coco, and uh, visually it is reminiscent of that, but not sort of directly uh, that, and uh, and then like I said, uh, and I think I said this last week as well that the uh, the idea that this is the sixtieth animated feature from Disney, and it's like, is that all? <laughs> Yeah, like they, they've only done sixty. Um, that is unexpected. Like I get that you you know you you take out all the Pixar stuff because even though they own it, it technically it just it kind of blew me away as a uh, as a number. It's like, huh? You know, it seems to me like uh, like they've had something out every year, but maybe not. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Encanto uh, is uh, is my next one. 
And I think you can find that on the Disney Plus. That's on the Disney Plus. It stares at me every time I log in. Still haven't watched it yet, but I want to. It's on my list. <laughs> Drink. Um, yeah, I, I, from here, I just have a few that I want to mention that haven't seen yet. I want to see. I, it feels wrong to end a discussion about 2021 without naming them if they don't get named because it, that would just be silly. <laughs> And I'd hate for someone to listen to this later on and have their understanding of 2021 be defined solely based on movies I was able to get my hands on. Mm -hmm. So to a certain degree, I got to cover some other bases, I think. Um, But I don't want to step on your toes if you're still naming things you've seen. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I have heard nothing but good things. I'm super excited. I just, I can't. I don't have it yet, and I'm not going to go see it, so i got to wait, and it's killing me. But uh, everything... It'll, it'll be out eventually. You know, just yeah. it's still in, just think of it as still in production. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is that I'm, I'm ducking a lot of uh, memes, or spoilers in the form of memes and jokes that keep getting posted and circulating around my Facebook feed, so uh, I just have to keep scrolling every time I yeah, it, you know what? I think it's, I've seen a spider. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's gonna get spoiled for you, dude. I I hate to say yeah. it, but it, it it's gonna and uh, you just at least live with this. The execution will be so much better than the the actual thing. You know, like the you know the, the someone can tell you, oh, this happens. Um, yeah, and I know uh, it's it, it's the journey, not the destination, it, it, that, it, that matters the in way, this, and it's but... the way they do it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you, you'll be like, I didn't know that Aunt May was going to be Galactus. And oh, shit, sorry, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, it's it, it, it like that whole universe. We talk about this all the time. They never don't deliver. So I know it'll be enjoyable. And even if things are spoiled before I get to them, it's still going to yeah. be a great time. Uh, I just I never would very much deliver. like to get to it. Um, you, well, the, the, the Eternals, I, let me tell you. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's a movie I saw, and uh, it is not on my list. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that uh, you noticed that it's not on my list of movies I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I will get to it eventually, but I have not heard great things. And uh, yeah, uh, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had, that, I had that one. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out this summer and uh, I didn't get to it, but she looks fun. See, I wanted to see that instead. We went to the Eternals. Oh, oh, yeah, my, I'm sorry, yeah. So that was oh, me. Are, that are was, you okay? Do you that, need a hug? <laughs> that was that was, that was me after I uh, told you so and all over the place. Oh boy. <laughs> My condolences. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's like when we it's like when we went to see uh, Shang Chi and it's like uh, it was on it was out it was out on Disney Plus like a week later and it's like wow that's a hundred dollars well spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that hurt a lot to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the 
that's the, the next one on mine was uh it, it looked great very excited yeah. to see yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah it's a, you can't go wrong with these spider-man movies you know for sure they're the best no spider-man the... uh, ghostbusters oh sorry yes uh, yes yeah we're on the ghostbusters that way um and uh then i've got uh the only one i had after that was uh bond just love and god too and you know who doesn't love a good james bond movie so i'd like to see what is potentially supposed to be craig's last one yeah yeah and uh yeah have you seen it i have not i have, Do you have any We're, interest in the bond universe or gen- just, generally nah. speaking i'm just kind of you know i'm I'm in no rush um it'll be streaming somewhere soon and i'll we'll probably yeah. catch it then but uh i always find there's a, a great beginning um a solid ending and a real flabby middle and uh, and that's just that's just uh, that that that's been Bond movies since uh, the days of Sean Connery. Um, you know, it's like it's like man, that opening was fantastic. Holy cow! And uh, and oh my god, that ending was so awesome. And then it's like oh, but the middle. And, uh, and yeah. so so I mean, I I've enjoyed the. Uh, I've enjoyed the 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 the, uh, the Daniel Craig uh, uh, Bond movies um, probably more than I had a Bond movie in ages, and um, and certainly um, thought that uh, the, the thought that the, la- the last one um, was the best of them. Um, you know, I just I, I thought it was fantastic, um, and so uh, I mean, hey, you got uh, you got Freddie Mercury as the bad guy. I mean. <laughs> That was how I described it tonight. I said, you know, I can't remember. I think I've seen all the ones that lead up to the fifth one, but or Daniel Craig's fifth one, but I'm just trying to figure out when they added Freddie Mercury and Sarah just stared at me blankly. I said, you know, dude. Yeah. She said, oh, Rami Malik. I was like, yeah. show off. That one, yeah. What do you got, a podcast on pop culture? So wait, we got, we got, so, so we had Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, um, uh, um, the Skyfall. Skyfall. Okay, Skyfall, and then um, um, the the last one, which was the one I liked most, uh, the, the Crystal uh, one. Spectre. 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 And now, and now, and this now, one, this yeah. one is No Time to Die, isn't it? Yeah, going going back yeah. to the classic um, style of uh, of Bond naming. Um, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it, like we we always enjoy them. We always we always do watch them. It's just. Uh, it you know I was I was I was in the store today and uh, and it was and they had the DVD sitting there um, right next to the lineup I was in and uh, and it was kind of like should I grab it eh, eh, it'll be out eventually like God why do I have to rush to see a a Bond movie that they released like a year after it was originally going to be released you know I mean what's my rush. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, is someone is someone gonna spoil it for me? Oh my gosh, Bond wins in the end. <laughs> I mean, it feels a little safer delaying this one because you generally know what's gonna happen, and yes. it's just a question of how they get there. This is literally <laughs> one of those movies where, totally... gosh, I hope the good guys win in the end, especially at the fifth movie of his of his uh, of his run, um, exactly career. Yeah, on, in the in the black tuxedo. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. 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 Nice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So those were the three that I thought. You know, when you think 2021, uh, I think they're worth, you know, remembering, <laughs> naming. Um, but uh, haven't seen them yet. 
makes a thing. It's a thing. Um, all right, my uh, I guess my last one of of the, of the list. I have a couple of honorable mentions, but um, <laughs> um, the uh, uh, last night in Soho. Oh, um, have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, how is it? It's it's, it's great. <laughs> It's oh. really great, um, and I Fantastic. don't want to. I don't want to get into much detail because it is. Um, it is so worth the the watch that um, that you know you don't want to. I, I I don't want to inadvertently spoil anything, um, but it is. It, it's Edgar Wright uh, directing it, and it is uh, you know really beautifully stylish. Uh, you know a lot of sort of. Uh, um, you know, dealing with uh, swing in London in the uh, in the sixties, and um, and yeah, yeah, just uh, something. You know, it, it's a great sort of uh, m- you know murder mystery ghost story, and uh, and I'll I'll leave it at that um, because that's stuff that is right there in the in the trailer, and and I yeah. simply will not say any anything further. But I loved it. No, yeah, and it looked great. Um, it's, love it's, the people involved. It's beautiful. It is. It is just. Yeah, I, I I I've oh I've always liked his visual sense, but in this it's like wow, this is this is like a a, a huge leap for him. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. That's excellent. No, he uh, it, uh, saw the trailers for it. Looked great. It's um, uh, uh, Hope Joy Joy Hope, the woman from uh, uh, Queen's Gambit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can't remember her name, but uh, that's her. <laughs> Anya something. Uh, Joy or Hope. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, for real. Sure. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy, is that what you said? Hey, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, that's it. Thomason McKenzie. She's the other one. Um, because she was on, I, I think. I think she was on Seth uh, just before it came out, and uh, and it was kind of a, um, you know, it's it's like a, I've never heard of her. Who's she? And then I see the movie. It's like, oh, that's who she is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she. I like her as an actor. She's she's yeah. great. So uh, also uh, huh. can, uh, also um, contains the uh, I believe the last performance, uh, the last film performance of Diana Rigg. Oh really? Yeah, uh, the uh, hmm. um, the uh, former Mrs. Peel, uh, hmm. um, among a, like a thousand other things she did. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was her. Uh, that was her. Her last uh, role. Hmm. So. Well, that is excellent. Uh, so does that take us into? Uh, does that take us into the uh, wonderful world of perhaps music? Yeah, let's do music. Oh, okay. Dazzle me. All right, I'm going to lead off with, um, uh, you know, this was <laughs> speaking of things that were delayed. Um, well, got not not much more delayed than this. I think the uh, the the album was kind of create uh, was kind of completed in 
in uh, 2018 and uh, and finally came out this year. And that's Mammoth WVH, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, who uh, kind of put it on hold uh, because his dad was sick and then his dad died. And uh, and so he finally got around to putting it out this year. And uh and man, it's fantastic. And it is, uh, it's, you know, and he plays everything on it. And um, yeah, it's just great. Uh, a couple of, you know, uh, some, some just really great tracks on it. Um, my, my, my favorite one is Think It Over. And, uh, and uh, I really like Don't Look Back. And, uh, and that's one um, that, that's worth catching the video for because, uh, because he does all the parts in the video as well. And it's, it's pretty funny. It's uh, you know, it's a, a good sense of haha with it. Um, but yeah, the music's great. Uh, the guy can, can play everything. And um, you know, perhaps, uh, perhaps growing up, uh, you know, watching his dad play in a, uh, in, in the studio in their backyard, um, you know, really worked well for him. <laughs> Might have uh, had a little <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think it, you know, it, 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 uh, he had a, he had, quite a playground uh, to run around on and uh and and the work shows so uh so yeah uh mammoth wvh uh self-titled record and um yeah that's my first very cool yeah that's excellent uh i do not have a lot in this category i uh am embarrassed to admit um i uh the one group that I tripped across this year, I don't know how I ended up with them. Uh, just YouTube rabbit hole one day that just dropped me out. Um, the group called Mandolin Orange. Uh, they now go by the name of The Watch House. Uh, they're The Watch House, and they are a uh, husband and wife folk singing duel. Um, but, you know, it's uh, they're really they're quite good. And uh, a lot of great stuff they do. To, they've got a great um, uh, tiny desk concert that they did at uh, uh, NPR. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And so, if you want a good sample of the, you know, the initial offerings, uh, it's a great place to start. And it's the story of the and watch. The watch. Uh, the watch house. And I don't know why they changed their name, but they did. See, Mandolin Orange is pretty great, and and I I, I thought Mandolin Orange was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like our uh, our uh, I, I gotta say I kind of feel like our our buddy McMonkey would uh, would agree, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, well, the man invented <laughs> orange. Indeed, but uh, yeah, I. Um, Oh, uh, it, it was mainly, he says that Mandolin Orange was born out of my 21-year-old mind, and the name isn't what I strive for when I write, and the Watch House is a name that reflects their true intentions as a band. Uh, so, so there you go. So he's trying to be a grown-up now. Apparently. I mean, that yeah. seems uh, seems overrated. Yeah. I've tried it. I'm not, I, I, I've tried it. I, I, don't, I don't fancy it much, no. I will not be renewing my subscription, thank you. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. They are now on my list as well. Um, Excellent. They're well worth uh, checking out. Cool, cool. 
Uh, continuing my list of uh, things that were meant to be released earlier um, uh, is uh, Weezer's Van Weezer. Um, hey, it even ties in kind of thematically to uh, to the Mammoth album as well. Um, yeah. And um, it was their arena rock album, basically. Um, Weezer uh, kind of was was like, "Yeah, this is all the stuff that we want to do uh, when we uh, when we're on stage, and uh, and you know, and this is uh, uh, we're going to release this because we're going to have this big tour. You know, they had the Hello Mega tour planned with uh, with Green Day and Fall Out Boy, and then it all kind of." Uh, fell apart i don't know if you heard about it everything went to poop yeah there was a a whole thing and so they delayed it and um and 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 in fact they delayed it long enough that they actually you know and because it's weezer and uh and and you know rivers in his songwriting spreadsheet um uh you know can't be stopped and so in fact they delayed it long enough that they recorded a whole other album while they waited for its release and so they actually (laughs) released them out of sequence and uh, <laughs> and I just find that nobody funny believes thing. in sequence anymore. Indeed, indeed, and uh, and so yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it it's uh, it's a great rock and roll record, and I love it. Um, I liked the other one, uh, Okay Human, uh, which came out. I liked it, but it was a lot of Weezer without guitars, and that's not what I sign mm-hmm. on for. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like, wait, you mean I got to see this movie without popcorn? No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Absolutely. I did not, uh, I did not even register that that happened this year. I am painfully out of step with new music. It's quite, uh, quite awful. We were watching Jeopardy, uh, uh, last night, and uh, one of the categories that came on was um, I would what was it? It was a uh, recent pop culture, I think it was called. Uh-huh. And I said, "Hey, pop culture!" And then I went, "Oh, recent!" And I went one for five on the category. Oh no! <laughs> the only reason that I got the last one was I got the two hundred dollar clue about M Night Shyamalan's recent movie. And I really think that it was just the universe making me say the word old in order to break the streak. That's and awesome. That's awesome. That hurt. Yeah. It really hurt when I had to say it. It was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Old. Shit. <laughs> so, oops. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that hurt. Um, hey, uh, so along that uh, theme, uh, Nickelback had a great sits album this year. That was a... Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff as uh you know everybody finally comes around to recognizing the raw talent of nickelback is, is that what they've done yeah <laughs> they have indeed wow delightful yeah yeah so uh there you go hey back to you <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh this was a um I believe it was a pandemic uh, recorded album, or at least partially. Um, and uh, it's the Foo Fighters' "Medicine at Midnight," and um, I guess the uh, yeah they kind of put the first song out right around. Um, in fact, they I think they debuted it on SNL um, the um, the night that uh, that that the um, what's it uh, the 
election was finally determined according okay. to most sane people and uh, <laughs> and um and so they debuted uh, shame shame uh that night and um yeah, it's just it's another great um, uh, uh, Foo Fighters record. Um, it is, uh, you know, as as Dave basically, you know, makes more and more friends and and decides, hey, I'm gonna have you in my band. Um, you know, the, the the band went from, uh, um, you know, sort of uh, what what uh, one two three four. Uh, you know, the 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 main four guys at the beginning. Um, you know, actually, it started out with just Dave. Then it was, you know, okay, well, we've got the four guys. Um, so, so he had, you know, the, he had uh, whoever the original drummer was uh, before uh, Taylor joined the band and uh, Nate Mandel and, um, and, and Pat Smear, who used to be the uh, Nirvana's touring guitar player. And, uh, and then uh, Pat, Sme- Pat Smear leaves, so they get an- another guy. And then Pat comes back and it's like, well, we're not going to fire the other guy. We'll just have three of us playing guitar. And, uh, and then they add the, the, uh, the keyboard player from, uh, um, uh, who used to be with the wallflowers. And they're like, they're like, you know, it's like, well, you've been playing with us for a while. You should just be in the band. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and it's like, and so the band gets just bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it's like, Wow, it's like six people, and then they then they got a couple of uh, of backup singers, and it's just like, well, they should always be in the band. Okay, so they'll they're in the band too, <laughs> and it's just well, expanding. See, it's, <laughs> you can start like that, and it seems like a good idea, and it's going well, and then one day you look up and you're Arcade Fire. Well, and that, every and, time and that's exactly they win a it. Grammy, you know, half of Montreal is out of town because they're down in LA receiving an award. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, it's just it's just funny because it, it it's just gotten uh, and and I mean hey, it all adds uh, beautifully to the sound and um, and uh, you know and and so they uh, you know they recorded all of this in the house and um, yeah, it just sounds great and it's uh, it's it, it's the I think it's at least the second if not the third um, uh, that they've done with uh, Greg Kirsten. Um, and watch how I tie this back to the other stuff in, in just a second. Oh, yeah. I love it when you tie it up. <laughs> but uh, Greg Kirsten's a guy that you've you've heard on on a lot of stuff. In fact, over the holidays, he he and uh, Dave did a bunch of uh, of um, little um, uh, sort of one offs on Instagram, and um, uh, that that were really cool. But um, so the thing with uh, with with Greg Kirsten. Is he, um, you know, he's he's been, uh, you know, a musician all his life. He's produced a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, for example, uh, you know, he's done some stuff with Adele. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, I have heard of her. But She's like, quite popular with but, the kids these days. Right, uh, but but you know, like like his his list. You know, it's uh, it's the you know the bird and the bee, uh, Lily Allen, Sia, um, Kelly Clarkson, The Shins, Pink, Adele, uh, Foo Fighters, Liam Gallagher, uh, Paul McCartney, um, you know a whole bunch of people that he's worked with. But I've heard of several. Here's the thing: <laughs> when he was 12 years old, he wrote this song called "Crunchy Water." Which uh, went, uh, which, which uh, basically went on the B side of um, 
of of a uh, a single that hit one of his classmates uh, put out, and that was a, a, a single called "My Mother Is a Space Cadet" by Dweezil Zappa, <laughs> and uh, and that uh, and that single A and B side produced by Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> it all connects. It's a full circle, isn't it? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's the circle of Paul's mind. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, so medicine at midnight um, uh, by by the Foo Fighters. Um, you know, I think it at least wasn't entirely uh, delayed. Um, it looks like they. And eh, no, no, it does look like it was originally supposed to come out before, and then they added some other stuff to it. So. So it was supposed to be a 2020, and then not so much, because I don't know if you heard. Stuff happened. Yeah, a couple hiccups. <clears throat> what are you going to do? What are you going to do indeed? How about hmm. you? You got anything else in there? or? Not really. I, you know, I'm an old man now who uh, locked into music that you listen to once upon a time and never came back. Well, you know, my, my list will prove that I am also old. Um, so I've got Cheap Trick, uh, their, uh, their new album, In Another World, um, which is, I mean, they've been, they've been putting, uh, putting stuff out pretty consistently, and it's all been very good. This one's just great. It's just a fantastic, you know, power pop record, um, and it is, uh, you know, it, it is immediately new and classic Cheap Trick. Um, also, uh, The Black Keys, Delta Cream. Um, this mm-hmm. one, they actually, uh, uh, did this one. They, they got a couple of extra guys in and rather than overdub everything, they, uh, they just played everything live and it sounds great. Um, and finally, um, and, uh, it wouldn't be me if I didn't, uh, bring this up, uh, is the Beatles get back on Disney plus. Um, Oh yes. God, I've watched it all and I'll probably watch it again soon. <laughs> I have not watched it yet. Would like to, uh, it looks great. It's yes. there's it's it's a lot of like it's a lot of like you know it, it makes me think of uh, that uh, that it's a bit like you know Forrest Gump where it's like uh, you know you, you feel like you're just kind of sitting listening in <laughs> and you've kind of walked into the room and and the whole thing is like well they're having a discussion and I'll I'll just sit back here and listen and uh, yeah. you know and and so it feels it looks so good it feels less of a spectacle and just more of a you're a fly on the wall and and uh and you're hearing all this stuff come out and uh yeah it's great. what a what an incredible opportunity oh, that is 100 percent. And, and, and it is amazing how they did it you know it, it's it's mind-blowing like they, they the restoration they, of everything they, and... it's incredible like there's that they um oh god i can't even remember where i heard listen to it um but it was some there was some podcast where they had the um um one of the guys who works for uh uh for peter jackson his editor and um and he said that they basically developed this ai that they could use and where they could teach it to recognize ringo's voice and paul's voice and john's voice and um, and they had gotten really good at no, you know, knowing that cameras are around. Every now and then, they would, if um, if they wanted to have a, a sort of a private conversation with those cameras around, they'd just start playing their guitar while they talked. 
right? Yeah. Because it would drown out the sound. And at the yeah. time, that was fine. But it turns out what they were able to do with a lot of that is they were able to actually separate the sound of the voice from the guitar and isolate it. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't think they were ready for the, the future of uh, <laughs> the future of technology. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, just this idea, you know, this idea that um, that that all of that stuff can be separated now, and uh, and so a yeah. lot of those conversations, they, the the things that were drowned out, they're able to uh, they're able to bring to the fore, and um, and it, it's 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 like magic, you know, it's just like crazy voodoo stuff that they're doing here. Well, I mean, what a level of access! It's a level of access that they didn't think they were providing because they oh, didn't yeah. for a minute believe that anybody could hear what they were saying that's you know find me a journalist who wouldn't <laughs> an oh. entertainment journalist who wouldn't kill for that it, it, it's incredible Imagine yeah. that, that kid in almost famous would lose his mind <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely and and yeah it's just it's just crazy but they were able to pull all that stuff out and uh, and separate it so you so you can actually hear what was being said and uh, and it is staggeringly clear um and it, yeah it's just uh it's just not another master class and uh, uh yeah just absolutely fantastic so uh so yeah that's the uh that's the last one that's excellent right on um what are you thinking for uh, for other uh do we have other categories i just had some oh yeah i want to get in in a minute to um uh, the our, our our performer of the our performers of the year. Um, that was the one that I thought was next. I didn't know if there was anything else. Before we get there, I, I just want to talk about some uh, some uh, podcast stuff. Um, I, I and I've kind of talked about it enough, but the plot thickens, which is um, mm -hmm. um, Ben Mankiewicz's uh, podcast. Uh, they did you know a season on uh, on uh, you mentioned it the other week about the. Um, bonfire of the vanities uh before that they did one on on peter bogdanovich which i didn't list i didn't end up listening to that one mainly because around the same time um um they were doing uh, a thing on a, a series on Polly platt on you must remember this and it does not paint um bogdanovich well <laughs> And uh, and uh, and so uh, because uh, he was married to Polly Platt for a number of years, and um, and arguably she was a big part of his his best movies, and um, yeah, so it, it it's it's an ugly story, and uh, so I haven't listened to the Bogdanovich one. At some point, I should just you know hear 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 all sides of it and all that. Um, but, but yeah, the plot thickens this, this current se uh, series on, uh, on Lucy was fantastic. And it is like, it is comprehensive, uh, to the point where you, you know, you start off with, uh, with her, uh, her upbringing in Jamestown, New York in the, in the early 1900s, cause she was born in 1911 mm -hmm. and, um, and they ended off with a fantastic, conversation with her daughter uh lucy arnaz and um and uh yeah it's just it, you know and it, it's just fantastic to sort of get 
her her perspective on it as well um after he's done this you know this whole series where and i mean they they bring in a lot they they have uh you know clips with a lot of uh a lot of family members and uh people who knew her and 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 uh, as well as a ton of interviews with lucy herself and um fascinating listen and uh and Mm -hmm. there's even like three episodes you know that they have that are you know after or four episodes that they have that are after uh i love lucy and you know they get into the different shows that she did and uh and the last one that that didn't work um and um and it's it's uh it's it's a fascinating lesson and uh and like i say you know having watched um um being the ricardos it's great to listen to this and then go back to that and uh and it, it it'll i i'm looking forward to uh to doing that 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 next part of it <laughs> sure um i also have the uh, drama queens podcast which you know this year has been uh, a large part for me um you, you know held up by my my rewatch of one tree hill and uh, so this uh, is a podcast with three of the stars of One Tree Hill, uh, Hillary Burton, um, uh, Sophia Bush, and Bethany Joy Lenz. And uh, as they kind of take you through the, the various episodes and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, they, they were dealing with a fairly toxic uh, showrunner. And so it was kind of their way of taking their show back. And, um, and so it's, it's a lot of Who fun. Who's the showrunner? Uh, Mark Schwann. Or as they call him, he who shall not be named. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, he's. Uh, you're not going to see too many more shows from him. <laughs> I don't know who he is or what he did. Yeah, yeah, not good. That's uh, let it let it be that. But um, yeah, he's. Uh, you're not going to be hearing from him anytime soon. Oh, uh, I, I don't want to know. I'm just saying. I I don't. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, also, I've mentioned this one, Extra Hot Great. It is a podcast that's been running for years. Um, I just didn't discover it until this year. And it's a bunch of the former editors of, uh, of uh, Television Without Pity. And um, ah, yes. so they have this show. And so they'll basically do they, they, they kind of, their format is they kind of do um, an opening where it's like, OK, we're going to we, we have a guest and we're going to uh, we're all going to review this show. And they kind of do the, the Chen check in at the beginning. It's like, do do our listeners need to watch this show? And they'll talk about a show. Then they do a, an around the dial where they each talk about a couple of things that they've been watching, the highbrow and the lowbrow. And um there's a, a winner and loser of the week, and then they get into game time, and their game time stuff is fire. <laughs> and in fact, you've I, mentioned it before. Yeah, I've 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 totally. That it's really good. I, I've totally, you know, you know, kind of listened to the, their their themes, and it's like, how can I rework this so that I can do it? And um, and they do great <laughs> stuff with it, and uh, and in fact. Just before we started recording, I was listening to uh, an episode that came out this week that is all game time. They do three. <laughs> they do three rounds, and um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, uh, so there's that one. And finally, did you get my text? 
Patton Oswalt and Meredith Sal- Salinger um, as they basically kind of it's their their way of sort of catching up with each other where it's like you know it's like they'll go through that whole thing where you know they're working in different sides of the house and uh, and it's like oh that's really cool I'll send that to her and it's like oh did you see my text about and uh, so uh, so they 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 they've started recording it and uh, and it's a lot of fun because they are they are I'm gonna say it charming. Yeah, I really like them, so I think I would enjoy uh, something like that that they put out together. It's that a lot of fun. I don't listen to every, I don't listen to every episode of it, but you know, because I, I, I'm start, starting to get to that stage of the I've got enough podcasts on that I need to you know pick and choose which ones I listen to. <laughs> I was looking at I was <laughs> looking at, at my up next list today. And it's like, oh, that thing that I uh, wanted, that I was gonna gonna listen to, and it's like, oh my god, that was from four weeks ago, and there's like fifty things in front of it now. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Some, that's some of my online stuff, and um, and so there we so there we go. Yeah. Um, in general, my online stuff uh, having watched the ricardo's thing i started the 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 lucy uh season of uh of uh the plot thickens yeah. movies uh so I'm, I'm wrapping up the first episode at this point so nice I'm enjoying that i'm going to use that as additional motivation to get me off my butt and outside and walking because uh i gotta keep up the exercise if i'm going to survive and not going to the chiropractor for the immediate yeah. future yeah uh, so i gotta start moving more um and uh it's a good it's a good walker it really is like yeah it's it, yeah it's it's just you know there's a there's a lot of meat on on that and uh and so it's a it's a it's a great one for uh for taking a walk because um they don't feel like they're long episodes but there's a lot there's a lot there yeah nice we do um um uh we do some walkabout on uh or sorry for the through the break we were driving uh, a lot to different uh, to uh, to my my parents and uh, we dusted out some of our classics that we haven't listened to in a long time because we haven't been driving anywhere together. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and I have always listened to uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me from NPR. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. The news quiz news quiz from BBC and uh, I can't remember the CBC. Um, Oh, because news. Because news, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because news, yeah, yeah. And so that that trifecta of um, um, collision between comedy, current events, and pop culture is is always entertaining. It's a panel show where people get a chance to make their jokes. Exactly. And I dig that. Um, And uh, there's a new person. I mean, Seth Meyers dominates my my YouTube subscriptions. but there is a new person that I just added. Uh, her name is uh, Julie Nolke. Julie, N-O-L-K-E. Uh, she kind of burst through uh, during the last year with a series she did about uh, talking, her future self, talking to herself in the pandemic. Okay. And there were a series of these that came out where um, it was, oh my God, you're me from the future. And so it's talking to her past self. And trying to warn her when she's not allowed to warn her. <laughs> oh, that's great! And so it's all kinds of little like 
you know, oh, you're going to want to do this. Um, so, yep. Oh, this is a weird thing. Uh, put some money in GameStop. Uh, I don't understand why, but just, just do it. You'll know when. <laughs> she goes through all these different things, and, and you know, and then she pops up again six months later, and then she pops up again five months, and she always ties it in so that whoever just did the visiting now gets a visit from the future. So the it, it piggybacks on itself, and they all play together in like six oh, episodes. Awesome. But she's a she's a comedian who does all kinds of funny bits. She has a lot of uh, conversations with herself in the mirror. Um, and uh, she's she's funny. I, I, I enjoy her stuff. Uh, but the, specifically the the run that she did of talking to my past self. Oh, that uh, sounds great. Talking to my future self. I can't remember which one it was, but it's really funny. If, if you're in, if you're at a point where you want to take five minutes and laugh at the insanity of our world, by all means, jump in. Nice. Um, yeah. So she's been a recent addition. Yeah, she's in. She's in. I, 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 I was trying to think of where I'd heard the name. She's in that the new show that uh, I don't know if it has. Oh, and it looks like it has come out yet. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Is uh, shocking. Uh, is Run the Burbs uh, with Andrew Fung, who is of course a regular on uh, Because News, and uh, uh. that's where I became aware of that. And so I had it on my list, and I was thinking when you spelled out the name, it's like, oh, that sounds familiar because the the spelling of the name kind of struck me. Um, and, um, so that has just, just come out like, oh, it looks like the first episode aired today, um, on, uh, on, on CBC. So, on CBC? yeah, so. yeah, there's, uh, one coming out, I think next week, starting on CBC called, uh, Children Ruin Everything. <laughs> that looks great. I, yes, they do. It's true. I mean, they you, should be funny. They're delightful. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, you, mm-hmm. you might, you might find it a little close to a little close to home at this stage, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, figure, a, I, remember, uh, I should put that one on the list. I remember watching Elle oh, for sure. I remember watching, uh, you know, cause Ella was born when uh, the year that modern family started. And uh, I remember one friend of mine, he was just like, Nope, too close to home for me. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's funny. It, uh, yeah, that, that, looks, funny, so. that looks really funny. Anyway, those are my uh, those are my main kind of online things at the moment. Very nice. Well, I am looking forward to checking that yeah. out. I, I, I like this future self thing. It sounds funny. Yeah, I should find that and post that to the page because it's pretty goofy. Nice. All right. <laughs> um, actually, you know, you, you've kind of led me right into um, my. Uh, uh, performer of the year i um you know i i don't often watch a lot of the cbc stuff i i, I don't um you know and uh and and you know it usually a way of of getting me to not watch something was to say oh yeah this canadian show and it's like because oh. i'm you know it, it, it's it's it and it's a very old school way of thinking of, of just the uh oh my god it's gonna be that horrible flat lighting and, and i just can't watch it and uh and, someone's and, gonna get hit with a boom mic exactly and uh and so i often um i often stay away and and uh, to my own detriment because i know there's a lot of good stuff i've missed out on um but so uh so i decided um you know you and i talked about it last year and i, I was like yeah, I'm going to watch this family law thing with uh, Victor Garber and Jewel State. And so Jewel State is my my performer of the year because she was an wow. abs- an absolute revelation to me. I always loved her in in Firefly. Don't get me wrong. I thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But 
it, it is just there is so much to uh, to her her role in this, and um, and you know she she you know alternates between between the, the the dramatic and the and the very emotional and then just absolutely hilarious and uh, and it's just little facial expressions and the whole bit and it's just like i mean hey she's been acting for a long time of course she's got to be good at it right um but but i just i to me it was uh it was like a it made the show a uh, gotta watch it right away kind of thing and uh, and so there was uh, ten episodes in that first season, and uh, and there is a second season on its way at some point, and um, and uh, and I'll be there for it. It was uh, it was really enjoyable. I mean, I always like Victor Garber, you know, you yeah. know, and it's uh, it, it's you know his it's very similar to his uh, you know his role in uh, in Eli Stone, um, as the kind of the head of the. Uh, um, of, of the law firm. And, uh, but, but, you know, here, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's in there working with, uh, with, um, with her dad and his, uh, um, you know, his other kids from other mothers and, um, and just, you know, what, a um, you know, <laughs> just, he's just like a train wreck. And, um, and so is she. And, uh, and it is her trying to fight her way back from that. And, um, um, you know, and her mom's played by, uh, by Lauren Holly, which is nice too. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a, a, you know, great cast in it. And, um, and, you know, some, some really, some, you know, I'm a sucker for illegal drama anyway. Um, but I like this one also can make me laugh as well. So. Jewel State. That is cool. That is quite the endorsement of the series. I, I knew that you liked it and had recommended it. Uh, and, you know, it's waiting there in the queue. But boy, that's, uh, that's <laughs> like quite I, the endorsement. I am, I am, I am, move I up am, the list. I'm in the tank for the type of show. And, uh, and although there are some bits where it's like, yeah, it's a little, you know, Canadian cutesy, um, uh, you know they they have a few of those moments, but not as many as I would have expected, and um, and 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 her performance alone is just like she's she's got you know she she's created this really compelling and and complicated character, and uh, and there's and there's and and she is all over the place in in different things in the way she is but it all holds together and um it's uh yeah it just just you know some really great acting choices where it's like just little gestures and stuff that it's like man that's a neat little piece of business um so yeah i i uh i highly recommend it right on that is very cool nicely done love it uh Performance of the year. Um, I ended up, you know, this is a last minute kind of uh, moment of surprise. Was uh, Nicole Kidman's Lucille Ball? Nice. Yeah. Um, I, you know, at some point, I failed to catch up with what a great actress she actually is. Um, and I don't know when I put her in a little box and put her on a shelf and said, okay, so she, she does plays. this. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lots of and, scarves. And <laughs> yeah. Scarves. And she's now an angry wife of somebody who's being a dick. And yeah. she's either uh, run over through the whole movie or she, uh, she stands up for herself and takes charge and breaks balls. And it's one of the two things. Um, this, which kind of sums up this in a way. Um, but she, she surprised me in that she shocked me. I, I didn't, I didn't think she could deliver it like that. And you had recommended the, the, the movie, and you had said that she surprised you. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't expect it to be that good. And when it started, I was like, oh, I guess that's what she thinks Lucy sounds like when she's not acting or yeah. whatever. But when they cut to those scenes where she was, um, I'm picturing what a scene would look like as Lucille Ball, and she was imagining what the writers were pitching in her in her mind's eye. Holy shit, did yeah. she come alive? Like she was like two different people within the movie when she was already a different person than who she was as an actor. Totally. Yeah. So I was I was super impressed. Um so she's mine for this year's Nicole Kidman. I'm expecting this, I'm hoping this thing is is Oscar eligible. I don't know if does did it I did think it, it did get have the a screening movies. anywhere? I, I think it did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I because something I heard about it was was that it did get a release and then uh and then was was released on Amazon. Um yeah. so yeah, I it may be. It may be. I guess we'll know soon because don't they yeah, they're coming don't, up. don't they start uh don't they start uh you know calling out the nominations have to be soon. The, uh, end of January ish, I yeah. think, because it's usually ceremonies in March. We are we are deep into uh, celebrity reach around theater uh, season, so it should uh, it it should be happening soon. And uh, and yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I think I think both of them are 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 just knockout performances. But I expected it of of Bardem just because it's very in character. I didn't. I, I was totally yeah. surprised by her because you're right. You're you're right. We do that, right? Like, you know. And I I think back to uh, to things she did, like To Die For, and 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 like I know she's great, uh, but it had sort of gone mm. into uh, like you say, like a certain kind of thing, and uh, where her character became more defined by who she was playing opposite. Um, which is kind of, you know, her career in a nutshell. And, um, and it's whenever she kind of broke out of that, it was, it was real, it was really standout. Um, yeah. But I mean, she's got, you know, I mean, she's obviously got a tremendous amount of range. It's just that, that most of what we see lately is over the last several years has been sort of the, uh, maybe I just haven't been paying attention. I don't know. Uh, but has been kind of, yeah. The, uh, I mean, like, the, I I think of that, that series that she's doing with Reese Witherspoon, the big little lies, tiny little lies, like yeah. pants on fire, whatever, whatever the hell that thing was. That seemed perfect niche. This puzzle piece fits in this hole perfectly. Of course, Nicole Kidman is in this. Why wouldn't she? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 thing with the the uh, Ricardos was it really felt like oh, so you just went out and found a famous redhead and thought this would work, huh? And then you watch it and you go, you know, holy shit, like she brought it. And my hat's off to her because I I didn't think she was going to. And she surprised me with how well she did. And I think that's the combination of performances that, you know, and in the days since then, I've been thinking about 
just her role in it, how, how well she did in it. So I dig it. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I was thinking of, I was trying to remember what the uh, the Seth uh, uh, spoof of all that stuff was. Tiny Secret Whispers. <laughs> that sounds about right. Everyone walks down the down the uh, the beach wearing lots and lots of scarves, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, you're right. It uh, just uh, just a, a knockout performance, and uh, and and she kind of she kind of disappears into it uh, uh, there were there were points at which i totally forgot this was nicole kidman and she didn't need any you know it's like a um you know when she when she won her oscar everyone talked about how it was like ah yeah but she had that prosthetic nose and it's like mm, yeah she did but you know she did stuff too um and uh, and you know she didn't need any of that stuff to to remove the idea of who she is you know, because she is someone that we've known, you know, we've known of and we've been seeing for, uh, for, you know, 30 years. Um, yeah, just incredible. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. incredible. All Sorry, right. pardon the screen there. I had to run out of the room to check the kid. <laughs> no worries. Oh, Jack appreciated your performance too. Welcome from a dead sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. Aye, aye. So that is uh, that is, that we've managed to recap uh, in what, like twelve hours, um, the uh, <laughs> uh, the year of twenty twenty one. May the door hit it on the behind as it leaves, and um, um, and you know, next week we'll talk about things we're looking forward to this year. And whether or not, and then speculate on whether or not any of them will actually happen. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be taking Vegas odds on the release dates of different films. Exactly. Whether or not the TV shows get canceled before they even make it to air. There will be. And which of the recording artists die before the album drops. Oh, on that uplifting note. <laughs> Indeed. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you got a pop of the week? I do. Um, random weird one. Uh, I just one of the movies that I happened to catch this week uh, was uh, The Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yes. Um, and Rene Russo and uh, Bill Paxton. Um, uh, Bill Paxton. That was holy crap! That was a that was an unexpectedly great movie. Yeah. Um, Really enjoyed it. I I remember hearing some good things about it at the time. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't have I don't have time for Gyllenhaal to be creepy again. I'll I'll circle back and uh, <laughs> you know skip ahead a few years and it's eight years old now. It's a 2014 film. Is it um, really? But yeah, it's about a, a con man who's desperate for work and he muscles his way into the world of LA crime journalism. And uh, he then quickly blurs the line between observer and participant in his quest to make him the number one guy. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch him uh, overstep and manipulate those around him. Um, it's, it's excellent. Um, written and directed by Dan Gilroy, um, which was a new name to me. And so I had to go and do a looking into his... Uh, Trying to try to figure out who um, who he is and what he's done. He did uh, Roman J. Israel, Esquire. 
Uh, he he wrote it. He wrote uh, Kong Skull Island. He wrote The Bourne right. Legacy. We just watched that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got uh, he's got some different. I think uh, Nightcrawler was his directorial debut, which is, uh, I mean, for a first time out, holy crap. It's uh, it's slick. It feels L.A. Yeah. When you're watching it. Um, they do some great uh, work with the camera inside the car, outside the car, while things are in motion. Reminded me a little of uh, some of the sequences from Children of Men. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, just great it's an incredibly unlikable character uh, but he's mesmerizing through the whole thing and uh so i i give this one two big thumbs up um i tripped across it here in canada during the free uh movie preview on hollywood suite um but wherever and however you can chase this down i'd uh um i'd recommend that to folks because it's a it's a great movie really unexpectedly gripping. Well, I, I put it on at night and, and uh, I'd gone to bed and I was having some problems with, you know, as we all really drink really well during this time period, uh, I was having some trouble sleeping <laughs> as I waited for the, uh, my weight and antacids to kick in. <laughs> I put this on on my iPad just to, you know, try to stay vertical and wait for the, the, the meds to kick in. And uh, it held my attention through the whole thing. I pounded right through it. So um, it was great. Can't recommend it enough. That is fantastic. You know, his um, his brothers, well, his one brother um, wrote, uh, wrote and directed the movie Michael Clayton with uh, George Clooney. Oh, and, um, God, which is a movie I just love. And... Um, and I, and his other brother uh, edited it, <laughs> so you know it's a whole family thing over there. Um, you know the, the Gilroy house they uh, they they like to make the movies, and they they seem to do a pretty darn good job of it, which is uh, which is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you said the name Gilroy, it's like that sounds familiar, and it's like is that the is that the Michael Clayton guy? And it's like oh no, it's his brother. Of course, because of course it is. <laughs> I mean, that's just the thing. Um, well, that is awesome. I, uh, I, I did, I did catch it at the time. I didn't realize that that connection. Um, but it is, you know, that that sort of uh, that that kind of LA uh, crime thing. Um, see, I'm a sucker for that. That's. Uh, yeah, it's it was great. Very nice. It's, uh, yeah, I dug it a lot. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, sir? Very nice. Well, I um, I guess I need to have one of these things now, don't I? Um, <laughs> oh. ah, all right. So um, you know, this kind of goes back to my uh, my what I've been watching type stuff, um, and that is. Um, Wait, where to go? Okay, uh, the movie—it's a documentary uh, all about Iggy Pop and um, oh, uh, nice. ca- called uh, "Gimme Danger," and so it, it kind of looks at the uh, at, at the Stooges basically and uh, and how they got started off. Um, uh, you know, these guys from uh, from Ann Arbor and um, just for a split second, my brain went Larry Curly and Mo. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm a, I'm on a podcast about pop culture. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, Carly was a hell of a drummer. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but it kind of looks at like, you know, that their, their whole sound, you know, was, uh, it was, it was kind of early sort of proto-punk, you know, it was kind of the, this, the, you know, and, it, but they were like, you know, mixing like rock and blues and R&B and, and free jazz. And, uh, you know, so it's just crazy stuff. Uh, it's done by Jim Jarmusch, um, and, uh, uh, who's, uh, a, a, an always interesting, uh, indie filmmaker and, uh, and, and in this, um, yeah, he just does a, a really great job of, uh, of of bringing this story, and uh, it's a you know it's a thing that I you know I I remember hearing about ages back, and uh, you know I can remember friends of mine talking about it like you know going back to when I was in high school, and uh, and and it was you know and I I had read some things about it, but there was so much here that I didn't know. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm, and I tend to be fairly well read on the, on that kind of stuff. And so it really kind of blew me away. Uh, you know, just how much there was that it's like, oh, I had no idea about, oh, that makes so much sense that, you know, it, it just kind of informed so much else, uh, um, the, you know, in, in that overall little field of knowledge that I've built. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, um, uh, gimme danger. And uh, and I I I, uh, I I rented it on uh, on Apple on uh, Apple TV Plus. It's probably in other places too. Oh, that is cool. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Look at us getting an episode finished in less than two hours. I don't want to brag here, folks, but uh, I think we uh, we found a new groove. Look at us. All right, yeah. so. Let's uh, let's wrap this up then before. Uh, yeah, if if you made it all the way to the end of this episode, drop us a line at one of the many channels yes. that Paul's about to detail for you. Exactly, folks. You can uh, you can get in touch with us and t- share with us your favorite things of 2021. What and did we miss? Because exactly, God knows, all I need more stuff to so put on my list. So fill yes. me in. Um, and uh, so you can reach us at pop and crap, P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P at gmail.com. Uh, we can be found on the Facebooks. We are at, uh, see now, not only am I using the definitive article, but I'm also pluralizing it. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can find us there at facebook.com slash pop and crap. Once again, P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, which is how you find us on the Twitters as well because that must also be pluralized. It's not fair to do one and not the other. Um, and so you can find us there, and uh, and you can uh, let us know your thoughts there as well. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, popandcrap.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Scott? So tune in next week to find out if we've inadvertently and irresponsibly killed yet another beloved celebrity with our big mouths. Until then, it's all just pop and crap.